Welcome to Manna for Breakfast with Pastor Bill Martin of Calvary Chapel, Puerto Vallarta. This daily Bible reading devotional chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey through God's Word. Good morning. We are in the book of Daniel still. We are in chapter 5 this morning, 6 and 7, and Titus Three, if you want to look for your place, find your place. We can read along together, <laughs> unless you're driving. Don't do that. Uh, just listen. But we are looking at the time in the book of Daniel after Nebuchadnezzar has seen these visions, and it has been explained to him that he was not in control of the universe. <laughs> He's not in control of the earth. We see him digressing from being the most powerful man in the earth to being a cow <laughs> grazing in the field. God has a sense of humor when you stop and, and, and look at this the right way. Any man who thinks he can elevate himself above God and be the God of the earth, God can humble. This is now, I guess, transcending and going on to his heirs as Belshazzar. Uh, he's going to experience very, very much a similar thing. Uh, thinking that he has all power and authority when God says you have nothing unless it's been given to you. So this is where we are in the book of Daniel. Father, we thank you for blessing us and giving us this beautiful time, this day, especially for those of us who are able to listen to this on Sunday, to be able to worship you and thank you for all that you're doing in and amongst our churches. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Looking now at Belshazzar's feast. Belshazzar, the king, had a great feast of a thousand of his nobles, and he was drinking wine in the presence of the thousand. And Belshazzar tasted the wine. He gave orders to bring the gold and the silver vessels which Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, so that the king and his nobles, his wives and his concubines, might drink from them. Then they brought the gold vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God, which was in Jerusalem. And the kings and his nobles, his wives and his concubines, drank from them. They drank the wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Suddenly, the fingers of a man's hand emerged and began writing opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the back of the hand that did the writing. Then the king's face grew pale, and his thoughts alarmed him. And his hip joints went slack, and his knees began knocking together. The king called aloud to bring in the conjurers, the Chaldeans, and the diviners. The king spoke and said to the wise men of Babylon, Any man who can read this inscription and explain its interpretation to me, shall be clothed with purple and have a necklace of gold around his neck and have authority as third ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the inscription or make known its interpretation to the king. Then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed. His face grew even paler, and his nobles were perplexed. The queen entered the banquet hall, because of the words of the king and his nobles. The queen spoke and said, O king, live forever. 
Do not let your thoughts alarm you or your face be pale. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of your father, illumination, insight, and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And like King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king appointed him chief of the magicians, the conjurers, the Chaldeans, and the diviners. This was because of an extraordinary spirit, knowledge, and insight, interpretation of dreams, explanation of enigmas, and solving of difficult problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar. Let Daniel now be summoned, and he will declare the interpretation. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Are you that Daniel, who is one of the exiles of Judah, whom my father the king brought from Judah? Now I have heard about you that a spirit of the gods is in you, and that illumination, insight, extraordinary wisdom have been found in you. Just now the wise men and the conjurers were brought in before me, that they might read this inscription and make its interpretation known to me. But they could not declare the interpretation of the message. But I personally have heard about you, that you are able to give interpretation and solve difficult problems. Now, if you are able to read the inscription and make its interpretation known to me, you will be clothed with purple and wear a necklace of gold around your neck, and you have authority as the third ruler of the kingdom. And Daniel answered and said before the king, Keep your gifts to yourself or give your rewards to someone else. However, I will read the inscription to the king and make the interpretation known to him. O king, the most high granted sovereignty, grandeur, glory, and majesty to Nebuchadnezzar your father. Because of the grandeur which he bestowed on him, all the peoples, nations, and men of every language feared and trembled before him. Whomever he wished he killed, and whomever he wished he spared alive, and whomever he wished he elevated, and whomever he wished he humbled. But when his heart was lifted up, and his spirit became so proud that he behaved arrogantly, he was deposed from his royal throne, and his glory was taken away from him. He was also driven away from mankind, and his heart was made like that of the beasts, and his dwelling place was with the wild donkeys. He was given grass to eat like cattle. And his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he recognized that the Most High God is ruler over the realm of mankind and that he sets over it whomever he wishes. Yet you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, even though you knew all this, but you have exalted yourself against the Lord of heaven and they have brought the vessels of the house before you. And you and your nobles, your wives, and your concubines have been drinking wine from them, and you have praised the gods of silver and gold and of bronze and iron, wood and stone, which do not see, hear, or understand. But the God in whose hand are your life, breath, and all your ways you have not glorified. Then the hand was sent from him, and this inscription was written out. Now this is the inscription that was written, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Upharsin. This is the interpretation of the message. Mene, God has numbered your kingdom and put an end to it. Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found deficient. Peres, your kingdom 
has been divided and given over to the Medes and the Persians. Then Belshazzar gave orders, and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a necklace of gold around his neck and issued a proclamation concerning him that he now had authority as the third ruler of the kingdom. That same night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was slain. So Darius the Mede received the kingdom at about the age of 62. Chapter 6. It seemed good to Darius to appoint 120 satraps over the kingdom, that they would be in charge of the whole kingdom, and over them three commissioners, of whom Daniel was one, that these satraps might be accountable to him, and that the king might not suffer loss. Then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and satraps because he possessed an extraordinary spirit, and the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. Then the commissioners of satraps began trying to find a ground for accusation against Daniel in regard to government affairs, but they could not find no ground of accusation or evidence of corruption. Insomuch as he was faithful and no negligence or corruption was to be found in him. Then these men said, We will not find any ground of accusation against this Daniel unless we find it against him with regard to the law of his God. Then these commissioners and satraps came by agreement to the king and spoke to him as follows. King Darius, live forever. All the commissioners of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps and the high officials and the governors have consulted together that the king should establish a statute and enforce an injunction that anyone who makes a petition to any god or man besides you, O king, for thirty days shall be cast into the lion's den. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it may not be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which may not be revoked. Therefore, King Darius, sign the document. That is the injunction. Now, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, he entered his house, now, in his roof chamber, he had windows open towards Jerusalem, and he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before God, as he had been doing previously. Then these men came by agreement, found Daniel making petition and supplication before his God. Then they approached and spoke before the king about the king's injunction. Did you not sign an injunction that any man who makes petition to any other god or man besides you, O king, for 30 days is to be cast into the lion's den? The king replied, The statement is true, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which may not be revoked. Then they answered and spoke before the king, Daniel, who was one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or to the injunction which you signed, but keeps making his petition three times a day. Then, as soon as the king heard this statement, he was deeply distressed and set his mind on delivering Daniel. And even until sunset, he kept exerting himself to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, Recognize, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no injunction or statute which the king establishes may be changed. Verse 16, Then the king gave orders, and Daniel was brought in and cast into the lion's den. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Your God, whom you constantly serve, will himself deliver you. A stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet ring of the nobles, so that nothing would be changed in regard to Daniel. Then the king went off to his palace and spent the night fasting 
and no entertainment was brought before him, and his sleep fled from him. Then the king arose at dawn, at the break of day, and went in haste to the lion's den. When he had come near the den to Daniel, he cried out with a troubled voice. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you constantly serve, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel spoke to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angels to shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me. Insomuch as I was found innocent before him, I also towards you, O king, I have committed no crime. Then the king was very pleased and gave orders to Daniel to be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den. No injury whatsoever was found on him because he had trusted in his God. The king then gave orders and they brought those men who had maliciously accused Daniel and they cast them, their children and their wives into the lion's den and they had not reached the bottom of the den before the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then Darius, the king wrote to all the people's nations and men of every language who were living in all the land, may your peace abound. I make a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom Men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and enduring forever. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed, and his dominion will be forever. He delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and on the earth. Who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel enjoyed success in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Amazing that Daniel spans two kingdoms, and before Daniel, the slave, essentially, these kings are brought to a point of utter humiliation, complete and utter humiliation, and they find out that their gods have no power over the god of this conquered nation, or this slave brought to serve them. And in both cases, both kings make decrees and no one is to harm or, or speak out against this God. This happened in Babylon. And the king said, you know, we'll crush you and may crush your house and uh, just rip you, rip you limb from limb if you say anything bad against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. After they're rescued out of the fire, now Daniel is rescued out of the lion's den, and a similar decree is made. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in with Daniel, as, as I sh should say, as representatives of Yahweh. So it was him and his guys that bring the knowledge of the Holy One of, of Yahweh to these pagan nations. And notice that Daniel rebukes Belshazzar for the worship of these gods of gold and silver, wood and stone. He says they have no power. They're not real. Can you imagine standing before a king and saying, the gods which you worship are not real. <laughs> they have no power. That's bold. And he's an old man by this time. He's an old man. He's been through it all with the previous king. And I think he thinks, well, Lord, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, I'm sure he had that same mentality. God will deliver me. Whether he delivers me in the lion's den to go home, whether he delivers me from your hand by allowing the lions to kill me, or delivers me from them. Either way, God will deliver me. He stands up to this king just the way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood up. Although, 
Daniel has a different way of standing up. He stands on his knees praying. He, he would not stop worshiping his God. He knew right away. I love just the way that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we have no need to answer you about this matter, about worshiping you, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel's like, I have no need for one second to think that I'm not going to worship my God. I'm going to open the windows and let everybody know that my God is a powerful God. My God is, is the God that has all control, and he will deliver me one way or the other. That is a bold, bold believer. And may he work that kind of boldness in our lives is all I can say. All right, jumping over to Titus 3. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Verse 7 so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy statement, and concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and profitable for men, but avoid foolish controversies, genealogies and strife, and disputes about the law, or they are unprofitable and worthless. Verse 10, reject a factious man after the first and second warning, knowing that such a man is perverted and is sinning, being self-condemned. Verse 12, when I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, make every effort to come to meet me at Neapolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. Diligently help Zenos, the lawyer and Apollos on their way so that nothing is lacking for them. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds and meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. All who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be to you all. Well, we've covered this already a couple times in Titus. Paul's writing to Titus there in Cretan and trying to help him establish a church and give the church the basics of what Christianity is and how to live it. This is why this is a great book. It gets to the nitty-gritty of things that go on in church. We thought we had things going today. They had the same things going on back then. There were people that were factious in the church, people that wanted to argue over things that weren't needed to be argued over. In this case, obviously, you would have people that were arguing over the law, and the different Judaizers coming in say, no, you've got to read the Torah, you've got to get circumcised, you've got to follow all the traditions and the rituals and be a Christian. Paul say, no, uh, that's not it at all. There was other people that really believed that because they were set free and saved, um, they didn't have to do temple or go sacrifice animals. They, they didn't have to do anything. I'm um, saved by grace. And 
just kind of hang out, probably sponge off the church. We have the church spongers today that just come in and want to take, 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 and sit there. And what Paul is saying is use your salvation to do right, to do the things needed. Look for needs. Be ready to serve. These good deeds he's talking about really is what we call serving in the church, serving in, in different capacities. And he says, let no one malign you or malign one another, but be peaceable and gentle, showing consideration for all men. What does that mean? That means that in the church, people were not being peaceable. They wanted their own seat up front. They wanted maybe in their fellowship offerings to have uh, matzo ball soup and, and not whatever somebody brought. And they were complaining, just like we do in church today. Nothing was quite right. And they weren't showing consideration for each other. They were probably jealous of each other. Can you imagine if we could look back in the church in those times and see the way people acted? We tend to think that they were holy. I mean, completely set apart like nobody else because often there were signs and wonders going on, but they had all kinds of interpersonal issues. And so Paul is saying, look, once you were enslaved by the lusts and pleasures, and you did everything that was wrong. But when the kindness of God came in and appeared to you, you got saved. So it wasn't anything you did. It was God's grace that saved you. So now that you're washed clean, go out and help people. Go out and live the life of grace and not falling back on the issues of the law and of what you think you have to do or let anybody talk you into that. But use your salvation for an opportunity to serve one another. So, Father, thank you for this morning and getting us going again and allowing us the opportunity to serve and to be a part of your kingdom. Help us to live righteously and to be considerate of one another and not to be factious in the church. Thank you for so many kind and beautiful people that come into our fellowship all the time. I want nothing more than to lift up your name and to have fellowship. And they're so eager to serve the Mexican community and be a blessing to them. What a joy. So thank you, God. We do ask for your, your peace upon Jerusalem, for your deliverance of those captives that are held in Gaza, that they would be set free and they would not be killed. God, just help the idea find them today, Father, if it be your will. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow live. If you want to jump on with us, calvarypb.com. And uh, look forward to seeing you then. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Manna for Breakfast with Pastor Bill Martin. We hope that this podcast has been a blessing to you. For more information about our ministries, visit our website, calvarypb.com. Please join us again tomorrow as we continue reading through God's Word.